I am reading this morning from Luke's Gospel, chapter 8. If you're going out, you may be dismissed. The Lord richly bless you. Welcome to all of our saints and visitors today. Anybody here? Those that are out and about doing other things, we pray that they're safe and come home quickly, safely, and refreshed. Praise the Lord. Won't be long today. I hope you hope you'll just follow me. I'm reading from the Gospel of Luke. Luke was a physician. Luke was a historian. Any, anybody ever heard of Josephus? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You have the floor. All right, all right. If you have an offering, bring it today. That was accident, sorry. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Should say I appreciate your support. I, I mean that. I want to say that. Thank you, sir. My apologies for dropping that. Luke was a beloved historian. If you've heard of Josephus before, he was a Roman author that uh, whose re reliability and authenticity is unparalleled. It's been checked and fact-checked and fact-checked. And the man, man was right on. He would not fit into the national media scene very well in America today. Because Josephus told the truth. And Josephus is looked at as the most reliable voice for Jewish history in that era of time, the time when Jesus lived, and right after, most reliable voice on the planet. Luke, by scholars, is put into the same category as Josephus. Not the gospel of Luke, Luke's historical records outside of biblical words. Luke was a man that was known to speak the truth. And he's watching Jesus preach and exemplify the right thing. In Luke chapter 8, I don't know if you can respond on the fly, sis, but I want to back up just one verse, 24 and 25. In case you missed Sister Carlson there, next Sunday afternoon, impromptu, thrown together. I'll, I'll be at King River at 4.30. You're welcome to join. We're just going to have a fire and cook hot dogs and roast marshmallows. 4.30 next Sunday. The Bible said they came to him meaning Jesus, they woke him up saying, Master, Master, we perish. He didn't say I'm having a bad day. He didn't say I forgot about church Wednesday night. <laughs> Pray for me, Brother Trace. He said, we're dying. Our future is bleak. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. You know, it doesn't take God long to do something once he's determined to do it. And the Bible said, he said unto them four words, where is your faith? I could ask any of you, randomly to translate what he meant. They come to him and say, we're in trouble. 
He just says, where's your faith? And every one of you can deduce that Jesus is saying, I think you have the power to deal with the storm yourself. It's contained in your faith. Look at someone and say, I know you've got the power. I'm going to preach today, where is your faith? It is 1126 by the clock back there. I know I've been talking for five minutes, but, you know, cut me some slack. You, you'll have two months not to hear me around here. So, where is your faith? Thank you, merciful God, for your word today and your people in the house. Bless the young and the old, the moms, the dads, the sons, the daughters. Strengthen every hand, renew every mind, feed our soul today. Encourage us, God, in your will, I pray. Mighty and the wonderful in the holy name of Jesus, God bless you. You may be seated today. Don't respond outwardly, but just think, it, think with me. What, what do you have faith in today? What means more to you than almost anything else? If you have a best friend or maybe someone that knows you better than anybody else, and I ask them, what really drives that person? What motivates them? What, what changes their persona or their attitude on the spot if this occurs or that is said? We all have little hot buttons in our life. You might be low and depressed and discouraged on a certain day. Someone bring up a certain subject and it just stirs you on the, mo on the, on the spot. And maybe you're one of those people, nothing wrong with it, it's life, but maybe you're one of those people who waffles. You really don't know what you're dedicated to. More often than not, if I ask your best friend or someone that knows you better than anybody else, they might say, I really don't know. Some days he's up, some days he's down. Some days she loves the Lord, some days she's anything but in love with the Lord. Maybe waffling. Un, and, and unwavering or wavering is what we do best. Do we realize today that if we waver concerning things we are committed to, if we waffle or vary concerning things we should be committed to, it's called being double-minded. A lot of people in and out of the church don't starve me today. I have no voice left. Please hear something. In and out of the church are double-minded. There's a lot of people, Brother Mallory, that have been in church a long time, and they're still double-minded. A bad day can, can put their faith on a teeter-totter. I've got a lot of faith today and no faith tomorrow. Brother James put it this way, one and eight. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It matters that you make up your mind about certain things you're committed to. I can be shaken about what my favorite four-wheeler might be, or I might be interested in some new gun that comes out and lay old Bessie aside for a hunting season or two. But there's some things in life that we should never waffle about. 
Something we should never be able to be talked out of in our life. Our faith should be rock solid in the Lord Jesus Christ every day, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we hear, see, or experience. Life can be confusing. Solomon said that hope deferred or put off makes the heart sick, Proverbs 13, 12. I'm hoping in something. I'm putting my faith in something, and it just continually falls apart. It can get depressing. It can make me reevaluate. Am I, am I going somewhere with this? I'm investing my mind in this. I'm investing my heart in this. I'm investing my time in this. Is it going to pay off? Do we have thoughts like that, anybody? Or am I just spinning my wheels here? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Not talk about the blood pump. It's talking about the seed of emotions inside of you. In Numbers 21.4, the Bible said that Israel as a nation was discouraged because they were going through hard times. And when the pressure's up, sometimes the faith goes down. Sometimes when the heat is on, faith gets cold. And they came to him and said, Lord, I'm about to succumb to this pressure. The waves are bigger than I can handle in my life. And you think Jesus, they will bless your heart. You little babe in Christ, you bless your soul. Would you like me to wash your pacifier for you? Hello, somebody. Jesus said, where's your faith? I mean, are you going to go down with the ship and the waves? Are you going to have a little faith inside of you? Are you going to let God stir something up deep inside of you? You can't, you can't follow the masses because the masses will fall into the ditch, the Bible said. David said in Psalm 73, 2, or whoever wrote Psalm 73, he said, it felt like my feet were slipping. Didn't feel too stable. Stuff was going on. And when you feel weak or insecure, I hope you're doing your due diligence and knowing that if you pray, perhaps God will tune into your situation. And that's what they were doing. Hey, we're perishing out here! See, man needs to believe in something, Brother Collins. Man needs to have his teeth sunk into something he trusts. A human, a system, the doctor, your money, your retirement, education. Man needs to believe in something. As a matter of fact, I believe it's safe to assume that almost everybody doesn't go a single day without believing and having faith in something. Your abilities, your knowledge, 
somebody you love. Just daily stuff. What are you invested in? What do you trust in undeniably? What's the most important thing in your life? If you look at my life, does it tell you the story? Because I think when I look at your life, it's telling me a story. Tells you what you believe in, what you trust in, what you have confidence in. Everybody's faith can be wavered or shaken. I get that. And I'm not talking about the extreme exceptions of life where we're shaken to our core. But I'm talking about day in and day out. Routines of life. Nothing wrong with believing in things. Someone tells you it's wrong to build toward a retirement or invest yourself into your job, your profession. If they tell you that's wrong, they don't know what they're saying. You've got to have something to believe in. I don't mean this the way some of you will take it. I'm dealing with a religious spirit right here, all right? But when I say you've got to have something to put a little personal pride into, I don't mean gloating, arrogance. I mean something that tells you I'm going to do the best job I can at what I'm doing today. Don't, don't get all religious on me and say, oh, all pride is evil. Then you need to go back to Solomon when he said, whatever you do, do it with all of your might. He's saying, put a little personal emphasis into everything you do. Got to believe in something or someone, Brother Richard. But when it comes to priorities, what do you believe in the most? I told you about a lady I worked with in another city, a believer. Her and her husband, her mom and dad rather, her mom and her husband, worked and saved all their life for retirement. Now, this would have taken us back into the generation. They would have been retirement age back when um, I was a young man. Saved all their life, pinched their pennies, and had quite a nice little nest egg to retire from. Last year that they worked, she started getting headaches. And it was more than just some simple problem. Tumor, all the things that you can imagine came into the picture, and she said all of that money they saved all their life had gone in six months for doctor visits, hospital bills. They saved for decades. Nothing wrong with believing in yourself and, what, and your vision, your goal, or where you're trying to take your life or your family. But when you prioritize your life, got to remember, some things are fleeting. And there's no guarantees that these things are going to be here tomorrow. 
I said we all have faith in daily things. I know that's true. But let's prioritize something today. The difference between faith in everyday things, your job, your investments, your knowledge, your education, etc. The difference between faith in those things, it's what pushes you, what gets you out of bed to go to work in the morning. It's what, it's what pushes you to, to buy equipment and, and run a business. The difference between faith in that and faith in God The difference is the object in which the faith is placed. The difference is the object in which you place the faith. So you, when you look at this in the grand scheme of things, comparing your retirement or your knowledge or your family or your business, it should, it should be paled into insignificance when we talk about or compare it to your faith in God. I didn't say it shouldn't be important. I said it should, it should be way down. You see, there's a lot of things, Brother Sonatag, you can make it in life without. You're a, you're a, a, heady, a heady businessman. I know that. And you've got your mind wrapped around buying, purchasing, selling, building, transacting. But believe it or not, you can make it in life if God took that business away from you. I don't want him to. I hope he blesses it a hundredfold. But you can make it if God takes it away from you. But brother, you can't make it without what we experience here today. You've got to have the presence of God in your life. Are you hearing me today? Jesus Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. That's priority number one. You got to settle that above anything and all things. God should take priority over your business, your personal likes and dislikes, over your spouse. Can I get an amen? faith in God. If you've got faith in daily affairs of life, and that's where you invest yourself versus the most important thing, placed in God. So I'm trying to tell somebody today, keeping your faith in God as a priority is an absolute the reason some people are so double-minded and shaken so often is not because you're going through more than anybody else. No, you're not. I'm not belittling what you're going through. You're not going through any more than that brother or that sister or that family. And that is evil pride to say, look, I'm going through stuff special. That's evil pride right there. Keeping my faith in God, Brother Joseph, is an absolute priority. 
When my mother, he read it already, Brother Tosin, but Brother Tosin read it. When my mother and my father forsake me, things I trust in, things I'm confident in, things I know I don't have to be anybody to. But when they fail me, God will not. So, Brother Seth, you have to keep your faith in God stronger than faith in anything else. That doesn't just happen. It doesn't just fall off the wagon and all of a sudden you feel it. You have to keep your faith in God as priority number one. Priority number one. And I, I know you know that. That's why all of you are faithful to church. You know it. You've got to keep God things above all other things. I feel like I'm teaching a new converts class here, but it's good to go over things you already know. I want to I want to show you something on the split screen from Colossians chapter two. This is this is really straight to the meat of the matter. Brother Brad, would you read the King James side, please? Brother Joseph, the New Living Translation side. Uh, uh. Faith will grow strong. Not because you just want it to. Start all over, nice and loud. Hey, hey. Brother Plow, I'm going to pretend nobody else is here except you and me today. What's wrong with not only some in ministry, but some in the church? They have no roots in themselves. If something don't like, they fly over to that church. Preacher makes them mad, they go become a member over there. Oh, I feel led of the Spirit. No, you don't. You feel led of the flesh. <laughs> Got to put some roots down. God, give me people putting roots down in their life. You go back to that tree, and the tree's still there because they got roots down in their life. They're not flighty, wishy-washy, up today, down tomorrow. The tree's still bearing under the storm. I mean, blowing and rocking that thing. Why are they growing strong? Because they've got roots down in him. Mm -hmm. You've got to make it a priority. All right, let me just prove to you. You've got to make it a priority. You have to make it a priority to keep faith in God strong. But everybody's quitting, everybody's giving up, everybody's throwing in the towel, everybody's sick, everybody's losing. You gonna just join the crowd? If you had a dad in your home, I'm pretty sure you were raised different than that. Unless your dad had a noodle for a backbone, praise the Lord. 
You can't feed your soul TV, video games, worldly music. Oh, oh, oh. You can't feed your soul Hollywood, Brad Pitt, Angelina, whatever her name is. You put all that garbage in your soul and then get up and expect to have mountain-moving faith. You can't do it. You've got to be built up in him. You've got to be rooted in him. So that something inside of you is triggered. When your spouse is saying, I'm not going back to that church, you go, well, watch me go. I'm going to live for God when nobody lives for God. Go ahead and quit if you want. I'm going to go right back to the front row. You can't, you can't spend all your free time gossiping on social media and catching up on the latest release of Rihanna or whatever her name is and come to church and expect the preacher to turn your crank and get you all going. You got to keep your faith a priority, brother. Your faith in God got to be number one. Hey, where is your faith today? all of us good do a little inventory in our own personal life and say you know that's the thing I always run back to when I'm mad at Pastor Payne right there where's your faith where's your faith I'm going to tell you two surefire ways brother these work every time two surefire ways to keep your faith in God strong and elite elite E-L-I-T, elite. Anybody want strong faith in your life? This is not, I'm not just randomly throwing this against the wall hoping it sticks. This works guaranteed. If you practice what we're going to talk about. You want random faith? Oh, up today. Oh, oh it's church night. Oh, I better get jacked up for this. have our visitors today. And some of you visitors have had your name on the roll for a long time. Good to have you today. Two surefire ways to keep your faith in God strong and a priority in your life. Number one, Boy, this is, this is profound. For one, if you want something to be strong, you have to feed it. Brother Larry, I, obviously, I'm no horseman, but I love animals. And I know good and well. If you want that horse to work, you have to feed it. There comes a time when yesterday's provision is burnt, spent. And I don't know all the likes and dislikes of horses, but I know if I was a horse, 
you got to feed me before I work. You can't say, well, you worked your fanny off all day, and if you're worthy, I'll feed you after all the work. No, you got to feed me first. Because I'm going to stretch my muscles and exhaust my energy. i got to have something inside of me that pushes me, strengthens me. So, yeah, I, I know, I know. You're not feeling it all today, but I am. If you want your faith to be strong, you got to feed it. You got to turn that stupid music off. Move, turn them movies off. Turn that social media off. Unless I'm on there preaching on Facebook, then you turn it on. And you gotta, you ready for this? This is gonna just, you're gonna go, wow, I've never heard that. That is the most amazing, amazing revelation I've ever heard. You gotta feed your faith. You know, if you get, what'd you drive today, the Volkswagen? Did you drive the red Volkswagen? Sweet ride right there. You could take me in a red Volkswagen and get an ice cream. I'd break my diet for that, brother. But I happen to know this. If you get up in the morning and you have to commute to, to work, well, whatever, Walmart, 15, 20 minutes away, and you parked that red Volkswagen yesterday and the light saying, you better feed me some gasoline, had been on for two days, and, and the needle's below E, and you go, well, yeah, little Bessie here, you get me to work and be a good little girl, and I'll feed you tonight. And Bessie's going to go, look at here, bro. You might be walking today or thumbing. Because if you want that thing to work for you, you've got to feed it. Oh, we're profoundly deep today, aren't we? You want that car to run for you, you've got to feed it. And you can't expect to come mountaintop faith if all week long you've been listening to junk and garbage. Here's how, you, here's how you feed your faith. 1017 Romans said, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Brother, sister, try it. Turn that junk off and open this book and watch your faith. Faith needle go empty, halfway, three-quarter, full tank. I wonder what it'd be like if everybody came to church with their tank full of faith one day, huh? Instead of taking 12 songs and seven prayer meetings to get all the world prayed out of us before we can hear preaching. Look at somebody and say, gotta feed your gotta feed your faith. That works every time. If you want to separate or make a distinction between things you have faith in daily and faith in God, if you want to separate the two and prioritize God above things, you've got to start feeding that faith. 
you're volunteering for overtime, God bless you for being a breadwinner. But if you say, I can work Sundays, I need the cash. Now look, sometimes, I know retail, sometimes I say, you're working Sundays or you ain't got a job. I know, I get it. I was always employed early on in retail by, by uh, uh, my personal owners, no corporation. And they were open every holiday. They needed all the money they could make. And when you, at the bottom of the totem pole, you worked every Thanksgiving, every Christmas. You want a job, you do. My point simply. Prioritize. You feed that, it gets it gets bigger. It becomes what you care about the most. Feed your faith in God, the word of the Lord. Some of us haven't some of us haven't cracked our Bible. But we know what's on at four thirty today on channel sixty nine, don't we? Didn't get a single amen out of that. Start the car. Brother Larry, I know that if you want that animal to carry you, carry my 69-inch bull moose out here to this one. How big was yours? 60? Oh, I'm going to beat that. Yeah, I guess I'm going to beat that. I'm, I'm riding bullet or bullet? Bullet's got to be able to carry a 65-inch bull at least. Feed that critter. Strap those quarters on its back, whatever you do. It's got to have muscle. Got to feed your faith. I just don't know why I don't have any confidence in God lately. Well, I, I, I know where to start. What do you do at night? What do you do with an hour of free time? What do you do with... 20 minutes of free time at work. Got to feed your faith. Brother Lance, you have to feed your faith. And God-type faith won't respond to social media gossip. God-type of faith responds to the word. If you want to overcome obstacles in life, if you want to shed burdens in life, you have to feed your faith. Listen, listen. You have to feed your faith before you fight. Well, next, next round of persecution I endure, I'm going to really get into the book. You've got to, you've got to get in before the fight. You don't find prize fighters, you know, walk into the ring and they got 60 pounds hanging over the belt. Ah, I'm going to get in shape today. Day of the fight. Day of the fight. I'm going to really get into it. No, you better spend some time before the fight. Before the fight's coming. The writer said this in Psalm 34, 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. If you read Psalm 34, 8 out of the message, the message version, it says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see. Blessed are you that run to him. 
All right, number two, I got a minute. 12 o'clock already. Number one, feed your faith. Number two, I did not start. Number two, you want your faith in God to be strong. You have to exercise your faith. Hello, somebody. Exercise your faith. You know what that means? That means walk opposing to your flesh. We walk by faith and not by sight. Here's what James said. Brother Marshall, please, verse 17. All right, Brother Stacy, verse 18, please, sir. You said it Wednesday night. Put money where your mouth is. That's what James just said. But James just said. He said, show me your faith. Take, take that radio preacher. Take that religious mind. Show me your faith. So if faith is demanding exhibition, is that work? Anybody here that podcasted me? Not a single hand. Not a, why am I doing it? Not a single hand heard the podcast. There's a difference between work and obedience to the commandment. When you obey the gospel, that's not work. John 8.38, amplified, in my own words, latter half, where Jesus says here, so you also do. John 8.38 is saying this, that your actions reflect what you have learned from your Father. Hello, somebody. So how you live your daily life is a reflection of what you have learned. How you live your daily life is a reflection of how or what you've learned in God's Word. So if you haven't changed after coming to God, that means you haven't learned anything. That's a little too straight for some of you. But your actions are reflecting something. Psalm 119, verse 5 in the New Living Translation said, Oh, that my action would consistently reflect your decrees. Hello. All right. Brother Lance, Hebrews 11 says it by faith. By faith, the elders. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah, Isaac. Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab. Didn't say by faith in their profession. By faith in their retirement account. What did they do by faith? They built, I'm quoting, they built, they fought, they offered, they were translated, they went, they looked, they blessed, 
and they will see you by faith. That's straight out of your Bible. So what is it trying to say here? They acted on an inner trust in God. Pharaoh said, I'm going to take you out and worship you. I'm bringing every one of your boys back, and they're going to be slaves in my kingdom forever. And he's got the Red Sea on one side and Pharaoh's army on the other. And God doesn't say, bless your heart. I didn't plan on this happening like that. What do you got in your hands? Split the waters of the Red Sea and they walked over. The same thing that was a victory to the Jews was death to the world. Want to know today where your faith is? Where's your faith? If you want your faith in God to grow stronger than everything else, you've got to feed it. And you have to exercise it. So sometimes exercising your faith, Scott, means you go to church and you don't feel like it. You pray when you don't feel like it. You pray when you're right before church and your spouse got to go, Things are dead. You're angry, and and the devil says this. You know you shouldn't go to church with those things on your head. Just take the day off. Clear your mind. And faith says you walk anyway. You trust God. You trust God. Where's your faith today? Some of you are about to die. Jesus, they're going to die. Do something die. And he says, What are you going to do about it? That's what he was saying. Where's your faith? What are you going to do about it? All right. God is good. Do you like praying more? I don't want any dull, sneaking music. You guys pretty music. Don't do that. I want something that says delight in the presence of God. And I'm just going to ask you one more time. One more time. Not you that have already been up here, but someone that wanted to come pray earlier. Somebody sitting in the back or on the side or maybe up front that, that didn't come pray earlier, but you wanted to. I wonder if you're going to walk by faith right now. I don't want one person whispering in your ear, what are we praying about? None of our business what we're going to pray about. We're going to pray by faith. Hey, God can turn the night into day. I need some rhythm over here. You've got to keep pushing again for your weight. I want something with life in it. All right? <laughs> 